Are you tired of trying to do too much in too little time? Would you rather do things better instead of feeling frantic and busy all the time? Well, this is the show for you. We have productivity expert Leah Remillet with us on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly Campbell, and this is Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I will tell you what, before I sat down here to talk to you this morning, I was making my to-do list and thinking about how to cram more work into the time I have with all I have going on during the holiday season, right? I want to take time off to be with my family. I am making extra food. I've got some fun events scheduled. And I was feeling myself get all tense as the to-do list got longer. And then I remembered, hey, I don't do that anymore. I'm not a crammer. I used to be. We talk a lot on this show about creating the lives we want to live. And I want to live more deliberately, doing the things that add meaning to my life and and help me uh, feel good and make a positive difference for my family, for my community, for the world, right? Running around like a chicken with my head cut off is not me at my best. It's me at my most stressed out. That's when I get a little chippy. That's when I make mistakes. And that does not help me get anything done. But when we're looking at all these extra activities going on, plus the business of life and work, it can get tricky trying to figure out how to accomplish all that we want to accomplish in the time that we have. So today I brought in an expert to help us reconfigure our idea of productivity and learn how it's possible to cut back and manage our time in a way that helps us feel present and connected and still run a family and a business and do the things we want to do. Leah Remillet, welcome to Simply Said. Ah, thank you so much for having me. I I can relate to everything you just said. Leah is the host of the Balancing Busy podcast. She's an international speaker and the anti-hustle business coach. Leah helps women do less, but better. I'm all in for that, Leah. Do less, <laughs> but better. And I know because you write about it, you're, you're a wife, you're a mother, you're a businesswoman. What are you talking about here? Such a good question. Okay, so productivity productive means to produce, right? Like that that's what that root is coming from. When we're being productive, we are producing results. The key here is to ask ourselves, why do I want to produce these results? What is the purpose? And how does this help my core values? Or as you said, Polly, like this life that you want to live, how is this in alignment? Sometimes we're filling our days, our weeks, our months, our to-do list with items that appear productive, but they're not in alignment with our best life, with our core values, with what we say matters most. So in order to be more productive, we have to start by actually asking ourselves why we're doing the things that we're doing. I think that's such a good starting point. I, I And I've fallen into this trap before too, where, where I'm complaining about things instead of creating the life I want to live. On this show, we talk a lot about what do we want to make here? What do we want to create? I think of, of our lives, the time we have here is as an opportunity to create this art project, right? It's us. And, and I'm interested how you arrived at all this, because I've been 
where you're talking about, where I've been lumped on and I'm busy for the sake of being busy, but not necessarily producing anything that matters. Oh, absolutely. You know, I think all of us have this deep desire to live a life that lights us up. And that life is going to have meaning, purpose, intentionality. It's it's going to have goodness and laughter and joy and fulfillment, right? All of these things. That's what We all grow up wanting to make a difference and make an impact. And we set out to do that. We, we seek to try to figure out how we're going to do that. And we build relationships. We maybe become parents. We have careers, all of these different things. Well, I, like so many, was was on my path of, of all the things that I thought I was supposed to do and have, and that I believed like, oh, these are the measures of success. This is when you've really reached it. And I was a mom and a wife, and I still am those things. Um, <laughs> and I had a business and I built that business. And and I, I remember the first idea of, well, it wasn't the first idea. The first idea was like, just get someone to give me money. But then it became like, oh, reaching six figures. And I did that. And then, oh, can I reach multiple six figures? And you know, I'm going along with all of these goals. And it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, wait, I've, I, I have accomplished all of the things that I said things that I did not even believe I was capable of. Something that a lot of people don't know is that I'm dyslexic. I have ADHD I, and was diagnosed as, you know, a second grader. Um, I've I've had this my whole life and, and was, always believed I wasn't smart. I wasn't capable. And here I am accomplishing these things that like are supposed to be unobtainable for me. And I'm supposed to feel so good. And I didn't. I felt guilt-ridden. I felt exhausted all the time. I felt like I am trying to be everything for everyone and there is still not enough of me. And so I kept trying to figure out how to how to create more of me to go around, how to make everyone happy. And in that I neglected one of my core core things that is so important, which is our body work. And I stopped sleeping. I wasn't feeling my body right. I literally lived off of Oreos. Um, (laughs) I was, you know, not taking care of myself to the point where my body literally went on strike and I blacked out. I was taken away in an ambulance and I knew I had to change things to the point where I committed to myself that if I could not find a better way, I would walk away from my company, which my company, I love what I do. I mean, it is entrepreneurship is in my DNA. And so the idea to walk away from that was just heart-wrenching. But being a great mother, a great wife, creating the home that I had never had and was determined to build and create that was full of love and comfort and peace and happiness and laughter, I was willing to walk away from it. So I got I mean, I was really determined to find to find that better way and to replace that total burnout with with living my best life, with finding like, okay, what what is it actually? What should it look like? So so that's that's my backstory. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think many of us, me included, land in that place where we're 
totally in despair or we're physically ill or mentally ill or our marriage is gone or our money is whatever it is we hit that bottom yes. before we realize and now it sounds like to me the work you're doing is helping us get there before we have yes. to hit our rock right yes and sometimes you know sometimes they are like wow this is make or break like i'm i'm going to lose my marriage or my relationship with my kids or uh, my health, you know, our, our bodies are trying to tell us, right. My body was trying to tell me long before it went on full blown strike. Hey, this isn't working very well. And, and I was ignoring all the signs, right. I was like, sit down and be quiet. We have stuff to do. Right. Like right. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. And so I have definitely become more aware of what my body's trying to tell me, right. If I'm, if I'm starting to get sick. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What, what's going on here? Do I need to be resting more? Or, you know, I'm just, I, I try to be much more in tune, which because of that, I don't seem to have those, um, ailments that I used to have. Yeah. Yeah. I think the benefits are huge. If we can get ourselves there. One thing you touched on was all the should do's and we talk on the show about the should do's because I think, Still, I think it's mostly women. I mean, we have a lot of men listen to the show too, but still I think women are are more often affected by you should do this. You should yeah. look this way. You should do the kids and the house and the husband and the work and you should feel accomplished and you should, right? And that gets in our way of being who we are or who we want to be. Do you see that in your work? Oh, absolutely, right? That comes back to, are we being productive for the sake of, being productive or are we producing results based on our core values? Mm. So for so long, I was pushing and trying to be so productive because I thought I should. And I thought that's what, that's what this looks like. Whether we're talking about being a good mom, being a good wife, being a good homemaker, being a good business owner, being a good employer, being a good whatever we're talking about, I had to strip that back and say, okay, wait, what actually matters to me? What are my core values so that I could remove myself from all the shoulds? I mean, another thing that we do is we set goals based on what other people tell us success should be. I've done that. I mm -hmm. absolutely remember before my burnout. Um, so my very first business that I ever started when I was in my early twenties, was a photography business. And um, I, you know, built that up, got it to six figures. I remember being at this conference, sitting in a chair and the speaker was talking about her studio. And I thought, wow, isn't that glamorous? Gosh, that sounds so cool. Okay. I'm going to get a studio. And so I set out to get a studio and I did it. I had a studio. It was actually funny enough. This was back when my husband was in graduate school, Polly. So this was in Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I had that studio and, um, you know what? It it wasn't in alignment with my values at all. I was trying to spend more time with my family. And yet now I have to leave more often, make the commute into Portland to get to the studio, to get set up to do. I mean, it was, I, I didn't keep it long at all. I realized, what am I doing? But I set that goal because I believed that's what success was going to look like. So that's its own thing, right? The Pinterest birthday party or <laughs> the, you know, for our kids or the the over the top, whatever we're trying to do. And it's like, wait, do I really care about this? Or is this what someone told me success is supposed to look like? What do you suggest we start with then? Is it important to know 
the answer to that. What does success mean to me? And is our version of what that is okay, even if it doesn't measure up to what our mom has in mind for us or whoever? Yes. So first of all, one exercise that that anyone could do is sit down, close your eyes and imagine your perfect day. What's happening in that perfect day? The very first time I did this exercise, I closed my eyes. I was sitting in my office chair and I was just visualizing, trying to imagine my perfect day. And I got totally caught, caught off guard because in my perfect day, I stopped and had lunch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was weird. I, I never stopped to have lunch. I, I'm not kidding. I kept a, a thing of Oreos in my drawer at all times. And when I got too hungry, <laughs> I'd eat a few Oreos and I'd keep going. And and I saw myself pausing, getting up, leaving my office, going and sitting outside on the deck in the sunshine or you know at the kitchen table, everybody's gone and and reading a silly magazine or watching a video I'd been really wanting to get to, but never seemed to have the time and just eating lunch for a few minutes. So I put that into place. I set an alarm that went off that said, you know, something kind of cheeky and fun of like, you know, time to go have a few moments for yourself and and enjoy your lunch. I went and I found pre-made lunches. I, um, so like Whole Foods, you know, some of those high-end grocery stores have some really, really yummy, great pre-made things. I would go once a week, I'd buy them, I'd put them in the fridge, I'd pull one out, throw it in the microwave, you know, just super simple, wouldn't take me any time to, to have it ready. And then I would sit down, I would set that timer. Actually, I didn't have to set the timer. The alarm was there. And then it would tell me, okay, time to go to work and finish strong. And it was amazing how that I was more productive, more focused. I had more clarity, more creativity because I I took a break. And and that's actually one of the things that I really encourage is that we need recess the same way that Mm. kiddos need recess, that it is proven that they come back more focused, more positive. Uh, They're able to keep more attention on the task at hand. We are the same way. There's parts of us that don't really ever grow up. We need just little recesses in our day, little resets. And that especially, you know, you were sharing and talking about the holidays and and these times and seasons in our life where they feel really busy. There's just a lot. And, and if we're not careful, the days, they just, they feel exhausting. They feel, you know, like, oh, all the things. And it is amazing how, I am not kidding, just putting in a little 15 minute recess twice a day for yourself can make a huge impact or giving yourself just enough time between tasks to reset. So one of one of the things that that I think a lot of us do, especially women, is we push it to the wire, right? Like you're like, okay, I am going to work to get this done until the last possible second. Now I need to run out the door so I can go pick up my kids from sports and get them to the next activity. And then, oh, I've got this timed right to the wire. I'm going to get home. I'm going to hurry and make dinner as fast as I can, get it on the table. And then we're going to get to the next thing. There is no padding in our days. And then we're surprised that we feel exhausted, that we hit our heads on the pillow at the end of the day and we are like, I am spent. So just putting in a little cushion time, the same way in in junior high or high school, you know, they have a little time to get to the next class, giving ourselves a little more time to start the next activity, to just reset, it can make a world of difference in how we feel about our days. I love that. We're going to take a little recess now. We're here talking with Leah Rimelay about ways we can live 
a more intentional, productive life. Is that a good way to say it, Leah? I, I want to be deliberate in what I'm doing so that the things I'm creating are in alignment with who I am and what I want to create. I love it. Yes. We're going to take a little break. When we get back, Leah, I want to talk to you about how we can put some of these things in motion without cutting what we need, the money, right? The the time with our family, the, the time to uh, contribute to our business. So when we take our little break, our little recess, we're going to come back with Leah and talk about how to put this in place in our lives so that we not only enjoy our lives more, but we get done the things that we want to get done. We'll be right back right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said. And we're back. I'm Polly and you're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good and be happy. And today we're talking with entrepreneur and productivity expert, Leah Rabelais. And Leah, if people want to learn more about what you're doing and how to get in touch with you, what's a good place to start? Uh, website would be great, which is leahremelay.com. I know Remelay is a bit of a doozy. So if you're <laughs> not driving and you want to text it to yourself really quick, that is L-E-A-H-R-E-M. I-L-L-E-T. And it's the same on the all social media profiles. So they can find me Instagram, Facebook, wherever they like to be. And it's that handle, Leah Remelay. Great. And right before we went to break, you were talking about the importance of taking a break and importance of recess. And, and that really struck me. I, I've been in the cycle here where I'm working right up until my family gets home from school and work. And then I walk right out to the kitchen. And if I'm not cooking the dinner, I'm getting the show on the road, right? I'm delegating and getting other people moving and picking up groceries or whatever. And it hasn't been working well for me. So recently I decided I need the, that commute time. Even though I work at home, I need that 20 minute or half hour commute time. So now I'm walking out of my office, I'm going someplace like, to the sitting room in my bedroom to read a book or um, putting on a show or going for a walk or whatever it is. But I'm finding that I need to disengage from one job before I move into the other just for my sanity. How do you talk to people about playing between these roles? Because both are important to me. My family is number one. My work is very important to me. How can we get it all done even though we are cutting out some of the things that are making us crazy. Absolutely. So we ultimately want and not or, right? Like we want to have happy families and a successful business. Mm -hmm. We want to have growth in our bank account and be taking care of our body. We don't want or we don't want to have to believe that like it's it's one or the other. You got to pick. And that was my biggest thing. I'm like, I guess I'm unreasonable like this, but I want the cake and I want to <laughs> eat it. I want both. And I need to figure out how to do that because I want to be a very present, intentional mom, homemaker, wife. And I truly believe that there is a mission on my heart that I am meant to share. And I want to just touch on that. Like, especially for every woman who, you know, has this, this calling on her heart of like, I really believe I could help with this. I believe that I could do this, or I believe I have this talent or this gift and I'm, I'm meant to share it with the world. I believe that that is there for a reason. That is not accidental in 
anyway. And that we should not apologize for that or feel bad about that. However, we need to figure out how we make them both work, right? Like we've got mm-hmm. to figure out, okay, how do I do both of these things? And what I found is it is a combination. It is a combination of a lot of things, but here's what it comes down to. We have a tendency as a culture, as a society, we are looking for one thing that is going to solve them all, okay? One ring to rule them all. It doesn't exist. That is not there. Mm. What we actually need to shift to is looking for a lot of little needle movers that when we bring those little needle movers together, they start saving us in the beginning, maybe an hour, then hours, then days of time that we're like, oh my goodness, this is magical. This feels so incredibly good. So that's going to be things like automating, creating systems, uh, outsourcing, building checklists, even the simplest thing of let's, let's talk about, you know, when you have a day where you, you're just trying to, to get it all done. It's a big, heavy day. Start that day by dumping out what's on your to-do list. I just call this a brain dump. We just dump it on a sheet of paper. Then we start prioritizing them. So I'm literally just going through and I'm like, okay, this is, this is, the most important, it gets number one, then number two, number three, and we start going going down the list. Then I set a timer for that number one task. I, I guess how long I think it's it's going to take. Now, remember, it's just a guess. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to just guess how much time I think it takes. And then I go. I set that timer and I am all in until the timer goes off. Now, if it's, you're like, well, this is going to take me five hours. Okay. Let's just start with like 30 minutes or 45 minutes and then give yourself a little pause. But I jump into that thing. Now, here's why this is so powerful. We have a very bad habit of going into our days, believing that they're going to go according to plan. When does that happen? When does anybody's days go according to plan? Even if we are our own demise because we got sidetracked and we got sucked into some, you know, spiral rabbit hole on on some social media channel, or maybe it's somebody calls and says, oh, you know, your, your kiddo's sick. Can you come pick him up from school? Who knows? Or the basement floods or whatever it is. How often does your day actually go according to plan? Not very often. And yet we go in day after day, assuming it's going to. When we make a shift and we start saying, this day is not going to go according to plan. Therefore, I am going to start with the most important thing that moves my primary goal, my biggest focus, my my biggest priority forward. Then we get to feel productive and good. Like we can never underestimate just getting to feel good because we did that most important thing. So we start looking for that, right? Like setting our day that way. But then as we're trying to cut back time, we start looking for systems. Now, a system is, it's there to, we set up systems as steps working together to help us process an outcome in a more efficient way. Okay. So a system is just a set of steps that work together to help me process an outcome in that more efficient way. So I have systems for all kinds of things, personal, home, work. I have systems for laundry because 
And here's the thing about systems. Systems are going to emerge because you see something that's not working. You're like, you know, this is not serving well. Mm -hmm. Our laundry room was not working. We ate five people. Everyone's supposed to do their own laundry. They're all trying to do it on the same day because that apparently is the same day where they all completely ran (laughs) out of clothes. And it's a big, you know, backup pile up disaster. So we created a system for laundry. Everybody has a day that is their day for laundry. So they have to get their laundry all the way through in that day. We looked at everybody's schedules and we said, okay, uh, because, you know, one of the kids has a lot of sports and after school stuff, their day is Saturday. The kid who is at home doing their school, they, they can have a weekday easily. That's no problem. My day is Monday and Tuesday because I'm taking on, you know, my husband and my laundry plus like extra household laundry things. So there's just, that's a simple system for laundry that we put in place to make the process easier so that we could have an outcome that was more efficient. I did the same thing with dinner. I've done it with onboarding my clients, offboarding my clients. I have a system for my podcast. I have a system for our Pinterest marketing, right? So the Balancing Busy podcast has a a system where we have a spreadsheet. You can see every single action item that needs to be done and who is assigned for different action items. And then they check mark. And so anyone can look at any time and see where any episode is throughout the process. We also have what I call bobs for anything that is redundant in my company. And in the corporate world, they're called SOPs, standard operating procedures. But honestly, that is so boring. So I changed it to Bob. Mm-hmm. Number one reason, because that is my favorite word to say on the planet. I just love saying <laughs> Bob. It's just fun. <laughs> but Bob stands for best operation breakdown. Uh, yeah. And and it's and and I wanted to make that change. We're not talking about standard. We're looking at what is the best way that we could do this every single time to create the most incredible experience for our clients, to be the very best that we can be. It's the best operation breakdown. And it's just a checklist. It's it's a list of steps. Now, you could put that into your home life. Like here is the the bob for how to clean the kitchen, for how to clean bathrooms, for how to do, you know, the whites or whatever it is. You could have that for um your business as well where, you know, all these different things that are that are redundant tasks, you create a bob so that you don't sit there thinking like, okay, what do I do next? Oh, where was that email? What's the link that I need? We have every single step with links, with looms, if if in case anyone needs a reminder, with login information. I mean, anything that I don't want anyone having to go search, go find. It's all right there. Every single step, every detail you're going to need, every link, every access. So those those are just systems. And when I stack them, it's like, oh, that one gave me five minutes and that one gave me 15 and that one gave me 30. And you start putting those together and I am saving hours. And now I'm still creating the same incredible experience for my customers. My pricing has not changed. In fact, it it often can go up because your, your experience is getting better and better. I am able to do more. I'm able to do, do that more, that, that better, but in less time. I love that idea and the way you're putting that to work. I'm a huge checklist person because what I recognized early on is 
even just carrying the stress in our bodies of what we need to remember and how to figure it out, like remaking the wheel, slows us down. And more importantly, it makes us feel cruddy. And you touched on it several times when you were talking that it's okay to feel good. If we cannot feel good, what are we doing? Yes. What are we doing? Right? It can be yeah. it can be fun to be a businesswoman. It can be fun to be a mom and a wife. And there are ways to create that experience so that not only are we getting our stuff done, but we're having a good time because we're able to focus on the things that add meaning and peace and calm and curiosity to our lives. Oh, absolutely. I really believe in infusing joy into the tasks that we have to do, especially the more mundane, the more you kind of, you know, it's, ugh, ugh, it's an icky one. The more I'm, I encourage my clients, I'm like, find a way to make it fun. If it's the chores, blast some music and dance it out. If it is, you know, a task. So for example, even with Bob, Bob, everybody knows what Bob looks like in, in my company, my entire team. We, Bob has, has a face. We all like, he is a part of the team. And, and just that silly, that silliness of like, I found this, this image, a stock image of, I'm like, this is what I imagine Bob looks like. <laughs> and so his picture is, in fact, anyone can go to my website, um, go to a, go to my about. And if you scroll down leahremily.com forward slash about, you will see my team and you will see Bob. You can see what he looks like. He's, he's very, you can tell he's eager to please. I mean, he just wants to make your life simpler. So it's yeah. just, you know, finding ways to make the things fun. If, if you can't stand exercise, find a time that you do. Listen to something that pumps you up. If you don't like, you know, whatever chore, whatever task it is, well, maybe outsource it if you absolutely can't stand it. If that's an option, do that. I don't love cleaning my house, so guess what? I outsource it. Um, and that's, I still do some of my own cleaning, of course, in between, but like I outsource a lot of that. But for the things that we do need to do that are part of it, and and it just... We don't get to be our best version of ourselves when we're doing it. Find a way to be the best version of yourself by infusing some joy. Find the way to be the best version of yourself by infusing joy, right? This can be fun. And when we're talking about teams, listener, I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about your friends. I'm talking about your partners and your work colleagues. We can team each other, right? This isn't somebody you have to go out and hire. This is somebody you could say, hey, how can I help you? And how can you help me? Can we work together on this to, to cut off the tasks that I'm not as good at? Maybe you're better at that and, and vice versa. I think we can find ways to creatively think about our lives and live the lives we want to live. Leah oh. Remelay, this is fantastic. I love this. Oh, I'm so glad. That is it's so true. I love what you just said. You know, looking at the roles where maybe we think we're supposed to do it, but we don't have to. Like that's that's silliness. Like if we really look at it, we're like, well, why? You know, find that thing where you're like, why do I have to do this? I want to have dinner as a family, but I don't have to cook every single night to accomplish that goal. So once I stripped that that charade of like, oh, but I'm the mom, I have to do this. No, I don't. And I found a way where we all work together to bring dinner to the table every night, but I only cook like one to two nights a week. Yeah. I, I like that. I think it's really important to look at what you're going for, the feeling you want to create in your life, the experience you want to create. You know, yes. I learned this firsthand because I cook all the meals mostly and, and, um, 
I was doing all the grocery shopping and I hate grocery shopping. And guess who loves it? My husband loves it. He walks around the store. He chats with people. He comes up with idea. He's learning about wine. So now he does all the grocery shopping and he loves doing the grocery shopping. So I do the cooking. I don't have to do that part of the job. That's part of my team, right? It's okay to ask for what you want, but you got to know what that is. And before we end here, Leah, I want you to go back. You touched on it at the very beginning. You got to know what that success looks like for you. I, I, I'm making notes like wild here. I'm going to put this in my simply said newsletter at polycampbell.substack.com. So if you want to hear more about this conversation and, and get some more practical ideas about how to do this, go to it there. Leah, give us your website again and how we can track you down on social media. Absolutely. So leahremelay.com. For those who are in a place where you are feeling really overwhelmed, you're like, I, I need more of these productivity tips. I need more of this time management. We are filling you with ideas and inspiration and simple, those simple needle movers. It's like, oh, that just saved me 15 minutes and next week, another 30 minutes. So join the newsletter. We have an amazing free masterclass course, leahremelay.com forward slash free. It's only 42 minutes because I know if you're time starved, you're like, I don't have time. But with that 42 minutes, my goal is to give you six to eight hours back a week. So that's an incredible resource wow. as well. And then, of course, like, come say hi. Uh, jump into my DM, send me an email. I'd love to connect. Yeah, I love that. Go take that masterclass and, and get this time back so that you can use it how you want to use it, right? To create the lives you want to live. I think when we do that, we'll all live well, do good, and be happy. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.